Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Are you like me and just love getting your partner off? To me, there's nothing hotter. And that's why I love Beducated. Beducated.com is like the Netflix of sex education. Okay, they have over 70 online courses on everything from tantric sex to BDSM and kink. They have classes on how to give a hot massage, strip tease, and even a class on how to give good head. The best thing about Beducated.com is you learn from real sex experts. And there are real live videos. And when I say real live videos, I mean, if you take the course on how to give a good blowjob, you see someone giving an actual blowjob and there are tips that pop up while you're watching it. Whether you're a man or a woman, Beducated is for you. Nine out of 10 subscribers say Beducated has improved their sexual happiness. And I promise you it's gonna improve yours too. So go join now. Go to Beducated.com and use my code ANON for 65% off your annual subscription. It's only $9.99 a month. You're gonna get a free trial for 24 hours. So you have nothing to lose. Go to beducated.com, use my code ANON, or just go to the description, click on the link, and your discount is gonna be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks, Beducated, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you're listening to my podcast on an app, any kind of app, iTunes, Spotify, make sure to subscribe to my show and press five stars if you can. It really helps the show. If you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show. I love giving people my unprofessional advice. I think I give good advice. And I also just love talking to people about their interesting, secret, naughty lives. I change everybody's voices on here. That's why it's called Strictly Anonymous. You make up a name. You could call me from an anonymous number and just tell me your story. If you want to be on the show, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. 
Uh, if you want to leave anonymous confession, I change the voices on those as well. And I air them on my Patreon right now, but I will be eventually probably airing them on YouTube. Send me, you could call into that hotline at any time. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. I know I talk fast. Don't worry about it. That number is in the description. You could find that anywhere. You could call into that line 24-7 anytime. You get four minutes. If you need more, just call back. There you go. <laughs> if you have a specific fetish, I have a Fetish Fridays uh, thing going on now. So I want to talk to people with specific fetishes. You know, the more unique, the better. Send me an email, strictly podcast at gmail.com. Today I have on Ken. Now, Ken has lived a long and interesting and twisty life, okay? This guy has been married five times. Not three, not four, yes, five times. And in between his five times and during his five times, he has had a lot of SEX with both men and women. A lot of his, you know, he's cheated a lot on all of these wives um, with women, with men. He's into BDSM. He's very oral. He really likes pleasing people. Um, and he starts from the beginning. He starts from when he was... Uh, you know, when his first sexual experience happened, when he realized he was really into giving oral his first, you know, and when he started to get into man on man action, <laughs> there was a time where he started to dress up a little bit and some stockings, stuff like that. He gets into that and then he meets his first wife and they re they get into swinging uh, and they do all kinds of things. Then he gets into bathhouses and hooking up with guys. He talks about how far he you know, has gone with guys. It's, you know, what he likes to do with them. He goes to adult theaters and like I said, in bathhouses. And then he has uh, so many more marriages and so many affairs. Uh, he then gets into his BDSM and submissive side of himself. And then we get into his last relationship with his last wife, the fifth wife, the best wife. <laughs> And we talk about that, but it really is like a great story with so much going on. And I love stories like these because they're so they're more like biographies because, you know, he's older and he starts from the beginning. So you really see a, a, the, like from, you know, a beginning, a middle, not an end, but, you know, a whole story. It's not like this is a guy that got one divorce and then we end the conversation and that's like, oh, you, you know, you're putting the book down in the middle of it. This you get like a full view of his whole life and where he's at now and where he's at now is he's doesn't like to put labels on himself but he's more into guys and he talks about that too so anyway am i confusing uh i hope it wasn't that confusing because i can't do it again and so anyway i'm gonna be right back on with ken this is the strictly anonymous podcast hey ken welcome to the strictly anonymous podcast how are you today I'm great. Uh, really enjoying your podcasts. Uh, I find them absolutely fascinating. Really? I love that. I love it. How do you find my show? Uh, I think by a mistake somehow across YouTube. Just uh, you showed up one day and there you were and I started listening. And uh, That's what um, I love about YouTube. I really feel like it finds people that maybe aren't like, you know, on the podcast apps and stuff. It's like a, just a great way to get like to broaden my audience, you know, and find new people that maybe wouldn't have found my show any other way. So I'm glad... You found my show. Now, I know that you have a lot of backstory, right? You have, you've lived a long time. You've done a lot of crazy things. So 
I don't know where you want to start, but let's like start from the beginning or when you started with your wife or because I mean, you have a some gay and bisexual experiences. You have swinging experiences with your wife. You have like a lot of stuff going on. Where do you think we should start? Well, maybe in the beginning because sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I've been on a sexual path all of my life. I've been highly exploratory. Uh, life in general fascinates me. So uh, I, I seek out uh, experiences and say, okay, this works and this doesn't work. And, yeah. Uh, and you were like, that's from the get-go. That's just like a part of your personality. You're curious. Well, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. So when did you start, you know, being, because I'm assuming that's like across the board in your life in general, but when did it start that you, you know, started being curious in your sex life and and started to do things and, you know, figure things out? Well, probably in my mid-teens, I came across a stash of my dad's porno. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, so that that uh, that certainly started the thought process, and uh, um, I, I, I have a high sex drive, always have, and so masturbation was a big thing, and uh, fantasies. Um, very early on, I came across uh, Penthouse Forum, mm-hmm. and uh, the stories that uh, I found the most fascinating were those that were bisexual in nature or I- involved. Um, um, yeah, fetish attire. Uh, I've always been attracted to latex, but uh, uh, primarily it, it was uh, whenever I read about man-on-man activity, uh, uh, it, it was uh, really turned me on. Yeah. And uh, were you and confused I, about that at that time? Like, were you like, what the fuck does this mean? Am I gay? Am I straight? I mean, how did you feel about it? I think I felt comfortable with it. It, it, it was just uh, curiosity. You mm-hmm. know, it was... Uh, What's this all about? And uh, um, some of my very first experiences, I spent some time with my grandparents. She had a drawer with um, girdles and stockings and uh, and that kind of thing. And I found out that uh, when she wasn't around, I, I would put on a girdle and stockings and uh, really enhance the uh, uh, you know the, the masturbation session. Mm-hmm. So you did a little cross dressing. Really well, nothing beyond the corset and the stockings. It wasn't so much wanting to be uh, dressed as a female. Mm-hmm. It was just the uh, maybe the restriction or the feeling of something close to my skin. Yeah, that makes sense. I've heard that before for sure, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, I guess maybe halfway through um, high school, uh, I, I had my first uh, sexual encounter with a, a, a girl. And uh, we were heavy into masturbation and... Uh, what I found out I really loved was oral sex. I love going down on her. Uh, and, and throughout my life, I, I've found that my greatest joys come not from pleasure being given me, but, but by my involvement and the pleasure that I can give others. I know because I know, you know, you sent me an email telling me some things. So, you know, when you say that, I'm like, oh, that's the, that's the little sub in you, right? Because, you know, further down the line, you did service a dom. I know these things. So, I mean, yep, are yep, you mm-hmm. pointing that out that you like that? Too? Because that was like a sign to you that you could look back and be like, oh, that was like the first time that I was a submissive because you really like to please. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing in my life is I've had a very successful career. Yeah. So throughout my career, I've been in high level management positions. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my sex life, I can just let go. I don't have to worry about thinking about what's going to happen or, or just I'll put myself in somebody else's hands mm-hmm. and let them take me where they want to go with the idea that I'm there as their instrument, uh, you know, to be able to please them. 
and then it, I mean that went on for a while, and then we got to the point of fucking, and uh, that scared me off. I, I I didn't want to mess my life up by getting her pregnant or something like that. So um, I kind of backed away from uh, you know, exploring with with anybody other than myself at that point in time for uh, you know a few years. Mm-hmm. And then move the clock forward. I, I I'm in college, and I, I meet a, a woman that uh, we really connect and. Uh, Ultimately, we begin to have sex. We get married, and at the same time, uh, it's the height of the Vietnam War, and so I'm enlisted in the Navy. And uh, during that period of time, I'm away from home a good bit, and uh, the sexual needs uh, were still awfully strong, so I would visit prostitutes at different ports that we would go into. Mm -hmm. Then uh, in 1972, after I come out of the service, we're both back in in college, and... uh, then, then together we got curious and we entered the swinging scene. Um, and we began to see like select magazine and, and the various swinging magazines on the newsstands and uh, picked them up and uh, had a conversation about it and, and decided to give it a try. Wow, and she was totally open with it. Yes, uh-huh, yep. Totally. Yeah, that's great. And so where did what, what was your first experience like? And, you know, how did well, you go it, about it? Like were there rules and regulations? Were you going to just, was it a free-for-all? Uh, when when we first started, uh, we responded to some of the ads that were in some of the magazines. So it was couple on couple at, at that point in time, and mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, purely for the just the sexual aspects of it and ex- exploration with other people because we both uh, had really limited experience uh, up until that point, up until the point that we were married. Right. I mean, we're talking a long so, time so. ago. So like at a time where, you know, swingers, the way you would find them is like you had to go through like ads in the back of a magazine. Yep. Uh, uh, but again, these magazines like Select Magazine was dedicated to the swing lifestyle. Over, over time, uh, I, and I don't remember whether it was through the magazine or through some of the contacts that we made, uh, uh, we became involved with a group. Uh, uh, I lived in Baltimore at the time and... Uh, there was an area maybe about 20 miles from Baltimore with this huge house. Uh, it must have, must have been like a 3,000, 4,000 square foot house. Uh-huh. And it was really, really dedicated to swinging. So, you know, it had lots of individual rooms, a party room, uh, an orgy room, and things like that. So uh, uh, we, we, we became involved that way. And, uh, and uh, actually, the, and the, probably the most enjoyable thing was the orgy room where you just had masses of people and, you know, 10 or 20 mattresses on the floor and people moving around from person to person mm-hmm. uh, engaged with each other. And uh, I think that was the time when, when the itch for me for the bisexual thing started to grow. Um, I, I had always hoped that uh, uh, I'd be involved with a threesome and uh, that there'd be some opportunity with the, the male of the couple to, to be engaged. Uh, but uh Never quite happened. Uh, we we did do a threesome, and uh, I ended up uh, uh, rimming her and hoping that maybe he would slide out and slide into my mouth. But that never quite happened. So, so you were doing that while she was getting fucked by some other guy. I mean, there would be times where, like, you know, you almost crossed swords, or like you were close to another guy because your wife was having sex with other women in front of you, but you were never able to sort of cop a feel. <laughs> 
Exactly. That, yeah. that, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So wait, l- let's just stay here for a second because you're glossing over everything. And I know that this is like a long time ago for you, you know, the swinging aspect of it. But like, you know, yep. after mm-hmm. your guys first experience, I'm assuming since you're like into guys that you probably liked, enjoyed seeing your wife with other, you know, men. Did your wife also enjoy seeing you with other women? Was she with other women as well? Like, was there any kind of confliction going on or was it just like you, right from the get go, you guys were down and totally into it? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. No, I, I, I don't know that she ever, she, I, I'm not aware she ever expressed any interest in other women uh, at, at all. It was, uh, I think she enjoyed the variety of the different men. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly derived pleasure, uh, pleasure from watching her uh, being fucked or, or sucking a guy off. That was, that was a good thing. And uh, I, I loved going down on her after she had been fucked or uh, kissing her after she had, you know, sucked a guy off. Right, right. That's the closest you were to the guy that you were like, you know, yep. right? Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That makes yep. sense. Okay, go on. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, we, we did that for a while, and, and then I became aware of the, the bathhouses, the, the gay bathhouses oh. in uh, Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I eventually uh, made the decision that I was going to find out. I was going to get beyond the uh, fantasy of what it would be like, and uh, so I, I made my first trek to a bathhouse. Let me uh, ask you this, because here you are married to a woman who back in those days is considered very open-minded. You know, nowadays I think women do, you know, swing and stuff, but to get a woman in the 70s to do it, I don't know, I think that, that she was very progressive and open-minded, you know, for especially for the time. So I'm wondering, did she know that you were going to these bathhouses, or did you still keep it a secret from her? Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't reveal that. It, it was, um, you know, you never know how how something like that would go over back then. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different thing. I was just wondering because you were so open about swinging and stuff with her, if then she did know. So you start to go to bath. You started to go to bathhouses, or you got curious about it, and then you went to your first one. Yep. The uh, and that was everything I had hoped for and more. Uh, really? You know, go in and uh, you go through the routine of getting your locker and getting your towel and uh, you, know, you explore the facility and, and just all the different kinds of rooms. There's uh, you know a dark room where you can't see anything. There's people doing whatever they're doing. Uh, there's a glory hole room. There's a uh, oh, porno room. I just thought um, it was like a room with a, a bath, you know, like a big, you know, hot tub. But so there's different rooms and they don't necessarily oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. have bath, like baths in them. 
No, well, uh, most of them have either a steam room or a sauna uh, yeah. or a hot tub or some combination of all three. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so uh, I go in, I get settled, I, I tour around to see all that's there, and uh, uh, it, it's time. And I'm walking through one of the main rooms, and there's a guy sitting on a bench, uh, legs spread, hard cocked, and uh, I walk up, drop to my knees, and, uh, and suck him off. Oh my God, that was like yeah. your biggest fantasy come true finally. Like, And I'm assuming it was amazing because you said that the first experience was everything you oh, wanted. Oh, yeah. Right? It, 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 yeah. You know, I, I, I was very oral with women. I, I love going down on women. So I had this right. oral fixation, whether it's a man or a woman. Right. And, uh, uh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's you know, that feeling uh, of being on your knees again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, t- taking a cock in your mouth and, and feel it grow and uh, respond to what you're doing. And, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the most amazing thing is, is it gets to a point where he puts his hands in your hair and shoves your head down on his cock and uh, it really begins <laughs> to fuck you. You get get into uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to responding to what you're doing. It just It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it's been quite addictive. Uh, it, it seems like the, the the more cocks I've sucked, the more I want. I just can't get enough of it. Even after all these years, I mean, because this is like we're talking about, you know, how many years ago did you start? Uh, I, I would say it, it, over my lifetime, it, it just has continued to get stronger to the point that uh, uh, <laughs> I know this is a, a stupid fantasy. The idea of you know twenty four seven, where where you were just being used. Uh, uh, for the pleasure of others. And I'll talk a little bit more about that as I get into some of the uh, more recent activities that I've been in. Well, let me tell you, Ken, I'm just going to just tell you straight up, you need to listen. Did you ever find in my, you know, back catalog, what was his name? Trey. Trey's like 24-hour blowjob challenge and then it turned into a 48 blowjob challenge and it turned into a four-day challenge. Like you need, I really feel like you would love his episodes. Uh, he was, I'll have to find that. That would be great. Yeah, uh, he was someone who liked to please. He had an oral fixation and he set up these events and it sounds like you're, like you just said, your crazy fantasy. You might like be turned on by that. So I'll, I'll send you a link to it when we're done. Okay, so keep going. I like how you're telling the story in chronological order, but we'll be... So now you're like at these bathhouses and it's like amazing. Oh yeah, and, and it's uh, you know with time, uh, given where I am in my career, I end up traveling quite a bit. So yeah, uh, as I go to different cities uh, for different business visits, I, I seek out a bathhouse or uh, um, you know an adult bookstore or an adult theater, and, mm-hmm. and so that, that that's the play that goes on of. Uh, just taking advantage of, of, uh, of that. And uh, now let me ask you this because you're out and about doing this all the time, you know, and you're doing it a lot. Did you ever have an experience where you ran into somebody you knew? No. Uh, well, you know, I take that back. I, I absolutely did. Um, uh, after I left Baltimore, my career picked up and I'm up in uh, rural Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and, uh, but I was still living in Baltimore, commuting back and forth, and there was a an adult bookstore uh, between uh, where I was working in Pennsylvania and, and Baltimore, and uh, I would occasionally stop in there on my way home. Yeah. And uh, uh, one one evening when I'm in there, one of my employees walks in. Yeah, that's what and, I'm thinking uh, might eventually he, happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he didn't see me, but I saw him. Or at least I don't think that, that he saw me. But, uh, wow. 
And did you like make a beeline out of there so that he didn't see you? Did you go into another room? Like, how did you avoid him? Or and then how did you? Well, feel? I, th- I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I um, you know, adult bookstore. You have these little booths, the video booths, the glory holes. So uh, you know, it was really easy to duck in there. And uh, right. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, it would have been interesting if he didn't end up on the other side of the glory hole. <laughs> yeah, you just don't know. And then, oh, my God, you're seeing him at work the next day. He has no idea. I mean, he might have seen you and then just, like, looked the other way and never let you know. I mean, it's, but now you know and he knows and you see him. But anyway, so go back to your story. Sorry I cut people off a lot. No, 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 that, that, that's perfectly fine. Uh, ultimately, the, 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 the marriage uh, ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we go through a divorce and... Uh, so this is one of these peaks and valleys in, in my sex life. Um, I end up in, in another marriage, and sex is great, and uh, the exploration outside of marriage stops, and uh, uh, life goes on for a while. And uh, eventually there there are issues in, in that marriage, so it's yet another divorce, and uh, 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 a marriage to yet a third person, and... Uh, this becomes interesting because she is open to all the sex that, that I want, but it's there for my taking as opposed to her being emotionally engaged in, in the sexual relationship. So, What do you mean? You know, with time, you, you lose interest because it, it's... Uh, it's so available. You want something in return. You, you want an emotional connection. You want more than just... You know, sticking your cock in her and, and masturbating, which is what it felt like. Uh, oh wait, wait. So, um, but this is a woman who you're married to, the third wife, and she, but she has no emotional she, attachment to this when you're having sex. I don't understand because she's emotionally attached. To exactly. Yeah, that, that, I'm sorry. I don't understand where the disconnect comes because, like, you have it's not. She's not like a, a hookup buddy, right? She's your wife, so she obviously. Well, well, yeah, well <laughs> no. that's an interesting uh, because I, I had been through the divorce. I yeah. started to date again, and yeah. I had asked her out to, to go uh, do something. Well, she suggested rather than just go out for the evening that we go away for the weekend, and uh, so we go to Off Ocean City, Maryland, and uh, we have unprotected sex and. Uh, she gets pregnant, and uh, so I, I do the responsible thing, or what I think is the responsible thing, and we, we marry. Okay. So it wasn't a marriage that was out of um, Love. You know, a developed relationship, <laughs> or, <Yeah>. or <laughs> huh. but, and, and so it, it was it was set up to fail from the beginning. I think you know. But but she was totally down and open to do anything sexually with you, but it felt mechanical or like I don't understand what. Exactly. Where, oh, okay. So she exactly. was exactly there. There was. And I needed something more than that. You know, yeah. I, I, I was past the point of, uh, uh, you know, if I wanted if I wanted a release, I could go to a massage parlor and have somebody jerk me off or, or yeah, n- do that. I, I didn't have to. Uh, I, I wanted something more out of uh, a relationship. So. Uh huh. But what kind of things did she do with you? Did she was she into swinging and stuff? Did you open up your marriage, or was it just stuff that you played around like together? No, it, it, it was just just normal, pretty much missionary oh, okay. uh, sex. You know, oh, okay, okay. It, it was uh, nothing exciting about it, nothing interesting about it, mm-hmm. nothing. Again, not the emotional connection. Uh, so, you know, that went on for a few years, and then uh, uh, at work, um, I can't remember what the occasion was, but a group of us went over to a bar next door after 
uh, work, and uh, I happened to make this joking comment uh, to a group of people, gee, wouldn't it be nice to have a, uh, a, uh, an affair with a happily married woman? Hmm. And so that was on a Friday, Monday morning, this uh, beautiful lady walks into my office and said, I understand you said and repeated what oh I had said. God. And I said, yes. <laughs> this sounds like, you know, like a little, like a, like a fantasy written by somebody. You know what I mean? You never think that this happens in reality. You know, it sounds so outlandish that she would hear that and then have the balls to go into your office and say like, here I am. I heard your, you know, I, your, here's your wish. Yep, 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 yep. She was, uh, she was promiscuous and engaging and she certainly was in a marriage where, uh, Albeit they were married and they had a uh, a loving connection, there yeah. was not a sexual relationship between the two of them. Uh, they lived in separate homes, and uh, so the affair began. And uh, uh, she was pretty wild in bed. Uh, um, and uh, I guess after after maybe a year or so, uh, on one of the occasions, uh, he spent the night. Uh, her husband. And uh, what do you mean he spent the night uh, again, with you guys? Yes, I hung the three of us. He knew. He knew that this this was an open relationship relationship that they had. That uh, you know, she was free to have the sex life that she wanted. He was free to have the sex life that he wanted. But they rarely uh, engaged uh, between the two of them. Okay. But, uh, mm-hmm. on, on on this occasion, he slept over, and uh, here was that that uh, I, I was hoping for the opportunity for. Uh, you know, bisexual involvement uh, with him, with her, and uh, but right. that didn't happen. It was uh, he was me with her, it. him with her, but but yeah, not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so you're having threesomes though when you're with that with that during that affair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually, eventually, she gets pregnant, and uh, another one. Um, yes. <laughs> so your affair. God, wait, wait, wait uh, a second. Wait a second. So the wife that you're married to, that you're cheating on, she got pregnant, had a baby, and while she's home with that baby, you're fucking this lady and she, a, a coworker, or well, someone who works for you, right? And she winds up getting pregnant with your baby. Yes. And what happens? Well, uh, we go along for a month or two, and then she decides that she couldn't stand being ugly and decides on an abortion. She didn't want to get pregnant. She she didn't want she didn't want the results of what the pregnancy was going to do to her body. She was a very vain individual. Right, right, right. I get it. Okay, so she decided so, to have an abortion. Okay, so that baby did not yeah, come to play. I, I would have been very happy to have had the child, but, mm-hmm. but that wasn't. Uh, that's not the man's choice, right? When when you get into a circumstance. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, a it, about an abortion. It, it's the woman's choice. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's interesting. Like, what would you have done at that point? Did you because you had time to ponder? Like, did you think of what am I going to do? Am I going to tell my wife? Am I just going to keep this like as a love child and my wife's never going to know about it. I mean, what were your plans? Well, I, I had, I had had a conversation with my wife at the time that, that the sexual life was not satisfying, that, that I needed her to be engaged with it. And if it didn't change, I likely would have a, an affair. So the stage was set for her to understand that if it, you know, it ever came to that, that, uh, she really didn't invest any more emotion or wasn't capable of investing any emotion in, into her life. Uh, right. So it wouldn't have been a total so, shock that you were out doing something no, because you no, had brought it up. Nope. Okay. So you didn't have to, though. Yeah. Does that affair still go on with that couple? 
no, I, uh, w- once we got to that point, uh, and that was the decision that was made, uh, that was beyond what I could deal with. Right, myself. right, right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, just, uh, uh, I, I love kids, and while I believe in a woman's freedom to choose... Uh, you wanted a choice, and you it, didn't it, get it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of unfair. I'm always like, why don't guys speak up about it? Because like the women really are on it and for their choice, you know, but I don't think a man has a choice at all. And they should because they're going to be the father Mm -hmm. or not the father. You know, I mean, it goes both ways. You know, you hear the opposite story a lot where the woman, you know, the guy doesn't want the kid. Maybe he's, you know, 17 years old, 19 years old. Right. But the girl does. And then he's like stuck being a dad. And then maybe he's not ready or didn't want it. or the opposite in this situation where she didn't want it. And here you are a guy who's like, maybe doesn't believe in abortion or doesn't want that, but she, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's her choice. And it is, sucks mm-hmm. for guys because you really don't have any say. But you should because, yep. you know, you're going to have a say if that child is born and in your situation, you didn't want it. So that ruined your relationship with her. It did. Mm-hmm. It did. Understandable. And then, yeah. And then, uh, then I, I met somebody else and uh, yet one more marriage. <laughs> Oh, okay. Seems Wait, so you divorced this wife? Okay. <laughs> I love it. Four yep, yep. marriages we're up to. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to five eventually. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so the fourth, uh, um, it's, it's again, it's a relationship that comes out of work. Somebody that I knew that we dated for a brief period of time. And uh, um, she's much younger than I am. She's she's 20 years younger than I am. Uh-huh. And, uh, again, good sex life. Uh-huh. And, and engaging. Uh, um uh, didn't explore any, anything outside of the marriage for a while uh, uh-huh. with her, uh, and ultimately ended up traveling again quite a bit for business, uh, back and forth to any number of cities. So uh, the that desire for the, the buy experience again became stronger and stronger. So uh, when, again, when I was out of town, I would be visiting the bathhouses or the uh, bookstores or theaters and uh, and uh, uh, really exploring uh, a, a wide wide range of activities with men uh, were you bottoming again, or from, topping like did you start to do any of that stuff was it always oral sex yeah n- n- never never had an interest in in uh, being a top uh, okay always like you know having somebody else take control uh-huh. uh, largely started out with uh, uh, you know oral sex uh, again back to the idea I just absolutely loved and was addicted to sucking cock and yeah. uh, and swallowing cum and then uh, over time um, finally totally bottomed uh, which again uh, I just found absolutely amazing um, you know had somebody that that uh, took their time with me and, and just uh, made it easy and pleasurable. And, uh, um, one of my greatest experiences more recently has been to be at a bathhouse and to, uh, uh, be in a room where there's a sling and a fuck bench. And, uh, I went in, bent over the fuck bench and, uh, had somebody come up behind me and take me from behind while another man was feeding me his cock. And, uh, I'd, I'd say that's that's probably my ultimate experience of, of you know have being full, totally filled right, both right, ends right. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing, and there's nothing more submissive about that too, right? Because you here you are as a bottom. Plus, there's a dick in your mouth, right? So I mean, you're uh, yeah, yeah, I can, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, the, the guy starts from behind, and that, that, that's absolutely amazing. And then uh, uh, the second man had uh, been over by the sling. He comes over and feeds me his cock. Well, the guy that uh, had been fucking somebody in the sling comes over, and uh, he starts running his hands through my hair. And I says, oh, my God, you know, this, this is like stimulation beyond what you can believe. Uh, right. This pleasure from, you know, all, all over the body. Uh-huh. This is more recent. You started to do that recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. this point where we're at your fourth marriage, you're starting back again with the bathhouses and everything. And then what happens? Yep. Well, beyond the bathhouses, uh, I found the curiosity to want to explore the, uh, the submissive side. And so, um, I began to look for uh, a, a dom to uh, to visit. And, uh, I'm surprised you hadn't done a, that yet. I'm surprised it took you four years, you know, because like it, it seems like obvious, but it, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? That, But it, it kind of seems obvious that that's who you've been this whole time, you know, but maybe it just for you, you didn't realize it until that point. Well, I think I didn't realize it because it, it was, you know, up until that point, it had been step by step by step from yeah. from... You know, normal sex and oral sex to with with a woman to uh, to being orally submissive to a man to finally being fucked by a man and yeah. uh, you know there's more to explore. You know the right. the, 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 the total aspect of everything uh, about uh, human sexuality and and the submissive thing. Um, I guess there were two things. One one was pursuing a pro dom, but there was. Also, an organization in Seattle called the uh, Center for CSPC. Uh, uh, um, anyway, it was a group dedicated to educating people and providing a facility to engage in uh, BDSM activities. Oh, interesting. And, uh, okay. And you joined that? So I found that I did. I, I did, and uh, I, I would go as an observer, uh, or I would go to play either one. Uh, and... Uh, I was just interested in exploring the limits of, of you know, uh, what can I tolerate? What do I find pleasurable? What what do I want to take off the table? And uh, I found out I was not a pain slut. I, I, I enjoyed mild uh, uh, mild whipping or, or something like that, or having my my nipples clamped or my balls. Uh, uh, clamped or things like that but but you know severe pain was off the table i found out that 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 was a step too far for me anyway let me ask you this only because i'm always like wondering how you because you you know i'm assuming you're keeping this under wraps you're married though at the time now how do you hide it like bruises and you know evidence of this kind of stuff yeah there were never any i fortunately for the most part there was never any uh, significant bruises or anything like that so there there was not not particularly things to hide uh, oh okay you're lucky i think the thing yeah mm-hmm. um I, you know i did begin at that point in time to acquire a fetish uh uh um, wardrobe uh some leather some latex uh i just found uh both visually and sensually uh Anything shiny uh, was, was highly stimulating for me. Uh, for you to wear? Looking at it, I enjoyed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. But also, you like the the person to wear as well. You like looking at it, like you said, and you liked it on yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
and we go on through through this this period uh, of uh, life and, and marriage, um, and uh, I, I become involved in building a, uh, a factory uh, in Arizona. So I'm in Seattle area two weeks a month, and in, in Arizona two weeks a month. Well, after about six months of that, I come home and my wife uh, tells me that she's had an affair. And uh, but it's over, and uh, oh wow! Uh, so uh, decided you know because I've been married now several times, and decide I'm, I'm going to keep working on this. I, I just I don't want to give up on this. We want to get beyond this. And, uh, so um, uh, probably in another six or eight months, and, and I I uh, am in our bedroom and. Uh, she keeps a diary, and uh, I've always known she had a diary, never bothered with it, but there it is on the dresser, open, and uh, I, I, somebody draws me to, to read what's there, and there she is talking about not just an affair, but uh, really servicing a, a bunch of, of guys. And uh, Oh, wow. You know, had she been open with that, had, had we talked about that, and, and uh, to me that would have been okay. But there was something that broke the trust uh, about that. And I guess I'm hypocritical in saying that because I've been engaged in my own personal activities. Yeah. uh, I mean, if one of you would have copped to being like who you were and put it on the table, the other one would have been like me, too. You know, but here you were two people that didn't feel totally okay with, you know, letting your partner know what you were really down with. And that's sad because you guys were more aligned than you realized, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you found that stuff... Oh, that, 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 that's that's the point of this isn't acceptable. This, this crossed the line. You told me you had the affair. Okay, we, we got beyond that, you know. I, I just... I can't deal with this. This is, this is more... And, and so divorce number four occurs. <laughs> Oh my God! Wait. So, but was she having like gangbangs? Um, I don't know that I know that, but it was multiple men. Uh, right. Uh, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And this was the uh, again, young girl. Had, 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 yes. Uh-huh. Had uh-huh. we been open about it, I, I, I would have loved to uh, uh, have uh, had her in a gangbang. Uh, yeah, or been you know, told I, I been, about. I've been like, happy to. to to prep them, you know, to suck the cars, to get them ready to, to yeah, and to clean her up afterwards. So that would have all been great. Yeah, or even like while you're traveling, let her be with other people. She could tell you about the situation. I mean, I hear it all the time on my show now, you know, these guys that have these kinds of oh, situations yeah. set up. So she could have been having her cake and eat it too, and everything would have been fine. But like you said, it was that distrust. So she never found out what you were doing, right? You never copped to it or threw it in her face? No, no, I did uh, as I said, that's that's kind of the hypocritical aspect of it. Of, you know, when you might take an eating it too, and, and uh, but it was. Uh, so you yeah. divorce number four. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and decide never to get married again. That, that, that <laughs> but we all know you do. There's a fifth one coming. Oh, up. we do one more time. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, 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 I made a decision that, that I, I didn't want to marry again. So I started a lot of online dating, and uh, but I just wanted somebody to go to uh, an event with, or to have an evening with, or to uh, just have an enjoyable time together. But I didn't want to go through 
another commitment, another failure, whatever was going to happen, I, I didn't want to do that. So yeah, probably over the next two years or so, uh, I must have dated twenty or thirty different women. Uh-huh. And then, then it, then it happens. <laughs> that special one. Um, I ended up uh, uh, meeting a woman who lived about a mile from me uh, through uh, one of the uh, swinging, uh, not swinging, one of the uh, online uh, dating things. And uh, uh, we talked a little bit. Uh, I'm not a person who likes to talk on the phone. It's unusual for me to spend very much time on the phone. Uh, but we spent hours on, on the phone before we ever met. And uh, so... Um, uh, we decided that, that we're going to go out, and uh, but I'm on my way to China. I've got a business trip to China, so I, I'm on my way to China, and uh, we we continue to correspond. Well, uh, on my way home, I'm just absolutely exhausted from the distance and the travel, and uh, so I asked her if we could delay it. Well, she takes that as a blow off that, that, that I, I, I'm no longer interested. <laughs> right. And uh, sends me a really terse uh, email, but uh, we get beyond that. And uh, she ends up being my soulmate, uh, love of my life. Uh, uh, we we have our first date, and uh, uh, I guess the rest, as they say, is history. It's just uh, you're uh, still with her now. Well, she's passed away. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I lost her about ten years ago. She she developed uh, mesothelioma, and uh, but we had seven years together, and. Uh, uh, from the get-go, it was absolutely wonderful, and uh, she was exploratory, willing to uh, deal, do a wide range of things. And when I talked about my interest in uh, in fetish, she was right there with me. Uh, oh, that's great! We accumulated fairly sizable wardrobes, and uh, uh, we went to events like Kink in the Caribbean. I think we went to Jamaica three times uh, for a week. Uh, Hedonism, you mean? Where it was a community of like-minded people. Yeah. And, uh, we go to California. We went to a Halloween uh, event in Las Vegas, and uh, there was some rock star there. I can't remember anymore who it was, but uh, but we never engaged, and I never had an, an interest in, in engaging with her with other people. Uh, it was just uh, it was just right and perfect between us. Uh, oh, that's uh, kind of interesting. Was, she... You didn't want to, or you didn't need to. There's a that's there would be that would be different. Like, what was the what well, would you say? Uh, maybe maybe the right word is need because uh, uh, it just it, it was so satisfying with her. I mean, she she was willing to uh, uh, play with my submissive side. She would put on a strap on and fuck me. Uh, we we would engage in uh, in uh, bondage activities in the bedroom uh, between ourselves, and it just it was fulfilling. It was. Uh, uh, it felt complete, I, I guess is the way to say it. Right. Mm-hmm. And she knew about and, your interest in men? Yes. Uh-huh. Maybe that's where the completion came from, that, you you know, it, it was because you were on, you know, you had put it all out there. She really oh, you yeah. know, was with you for you, whereas all these other relationships, you kept a, a part of yourself hidden, a big part of yourself, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I was always curious about her and... and I, I, I suspect that maybe at some point in time she had engaged in activities with women, but she was never, he, he didn't seem comfortable pursuing or talking about that. So uh, I'll, I'll never know that, that part of her story. But uh, Right. But you guys um, went and did all this stuff and played together, never with other people, but played like in rooms with other people and stuff like that? 
No, not even in rooms with other people. It was pretty much solo between us. We would we would go to you know the dances, yeah, and uh, be dressed and, and uh, uh, go to the pool uh, with other people and, and you know converse with them and engage with them socially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I performed on stage. Uh, and there was a, uh, a fellow that uh, uh, was dressed as a ringmaster and. Uh, in my full fetish attire, I was on stage and doing uh, activities with him, uh, but nothing sexual. Right. It was more circus-type, uh, you know, activities. And what was the rock star? You're like, oh, there was a rock star there. Like, what were you, what was that story? Well, it, it was uh, it was a large, um, I'd say a thousand people in Las Vegas, all dressed in their fetish attire for a Halloween party. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And... and uh, well, I, I can tell you that, that we, uh, on, on one occasion, did go to uh, New Zealand and uh, ended up in a bar in Christchurch, uh, dressed in our fetish attire. And it was interesting in, in, in my mind because there were people actually sexually act, active in the bar. Oh, wow. I'd never experienced that where sex was so open. Uh, a man or a woman sitting with her man between his legs giving him a blowjob right there in the bar. Yeah, is that is that common? And that was place? a fantasy that, that came. What's that? Was that common there? I mean, I don't understand. Is that like something that just goes yeah, down? Yeah, you know, I I don't know because I don't, it was only the one time in the one bar that uh, I experienced that. But that was that was. You know, I've got a part of me that's that's a bit of an exhibitionist, and, and yeah. uh, I lo- I love being watched. Um, you know, one of one of the things that I I, I since my wife has passed away and. Uh, some time passed, I got back into uh, visiting some of the adult bookstores and things like that. And uh, there's a theater in Seattle that uh, uh, men frequent. And uh, to me, one of the greatest things is to go in there and uh, have a dozen men around and uh, to drop down between a man's legs and give him a blowjob and have other men around watching and, uh, you know, stroking their cocks. And when I'm finished with one, there's another one there ready to uh, uh, to give me his cock and yeah. uh, just take care of everybody in the room. Yeah. That, that's just a tremendous turn on to do that. Yeah, you need, you're going to love Trey's episodes. I think he called in like three times. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. The, uh, yeah, it's been interesting to me because... Uh, over my life, if you look at the Kinsey sales uh, position, yeah. I, I started out straight sex to, I, I would classify myself today as probably homosexual. Um, oh, really? I still can enjoy an activity with a woman, uh-huh. uh, but but it's not my desire, not my preference. Uh, I, there's something about having your mouth full of a cock or having your ass full of a cock uh, that, that, that's more fulfilling than... than just going down on, on, on a woman and then, you know. But let me ask so, you this. Did you ever feel that you would actually also like cop feelings for a guy and have it be like, you know, in it, like would you at this point in your life, say fantasy land, you know, would you have a rela- – do you think that you could go that, that extra step and actually even have a relationship with a guy? Well, that's an interesting question because I, I was about to tell you that, that uh, over these last two or so years, there's a bisexual swing group in, in Maryland here where I'm at. Yeah. And I've, I've attended a number of their parties, and uh, I, I met a, 
a trans woman that uh, in, in the middle of transitioning from man to woman uh, uh-huh. still has male equipment, but uh, has undergone the, you know, the breast uh, hormones and things like that. And uh, uh, we've made out before. Uh, I, I just uh, I, I, I've gotten to a point now where uh, I, I'm perfectly happy uh, being intimate, uh, beyond sexual activity with a man, you know, the right. idea of kissing or being affectionate is, is perfectly fine. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I, I would not say I'm exclusive to the point that if the right woman came along that I wouldn't want to have a, a, a relationship, but my preference would be with some, with a man, uh, Right, but maybe now you're like at the point where you're open, like whether it be a man or a woman. I don't know what that label would be. You don't care about labels, but, you know, I think maybe the younger generation would be like, oh, maybe you're fluid. You know, you would be down. It depends on the person, right? It's like it, whether that it's a man or a woman, you could maybe be capable yeah. of falling for either. Yeah, I think I think that's possible. Uh, yeah. But with a preference probably toward the man. Uh, yeah, isn't that interesting how it changed over time for you? Oh, it is. It, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it, it's been quite a ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's like a, it's like a, it could be like a, I don't know, a book, a movie, a porn. I don't know. <laughs> You've done a lot, you know, <laughs> and you're still doing it. You know, I mean, listen, there, there might be, I, what I really want to know is if there's going to be a sixth marriage down the line. Oh, my goodness. Do you think? No, I, I, I don't, I, I don't envision that. I, I you know, I, I told you that, that uh, I lost my wife to, to uh, cancer. Yeah. Uh, I've also, uh, after, after she passed away, I, I've been through both, uh, uh, prostate and, and bladder cancer. So, uh-huh. My body no longer has all the functions that it used to, and, yeah. and so, you know, I, I I can't I can't get hard. I can't ejaculate anymore. Oh, but interesting. I still get as much pleasure from having somebody uh, use my body for their pleasure uh-huh. as I ever did. Right. Oh, that's great. Uh, that you could still at least have that, right? That you could go there and you could get as much pleasure out of that, which you can. And in a weird and in a weird way, don't you look back at your life and say like, oh, thank God. You know, on some level, you really honored. I mean, sometimes you weren't so honest about it, okay? Like, you know, you could maybe have regrets there. You, you didn't put it all on the table. But you really were true to yourself in that you really you know, went and took, took it all, you know, you really gave into everything that you wanted and had, had a lot of sex and fulfilled all your fantasies and your curiosities, you know? So, I mean, how regretful would you have been if you had it, you know, and then this happened to you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't think it's in my nature to do that. It's just right. every aspect of my life, whether it's my career or whether it's travel or whatever it is. Yeah. I've given it everything that I've got. I, yeah. I've visited every state in the union and I've been to uh, almost 50 countries. And, yeah. and, and so I, I just, to me, life is there for taking, for grabbing, yeah. for experiencing. And, and shame on us if we don't, uh, yeah. you know, grab it and take full advantage of it. And, uh, yeah, and I think you did that in love I, too. That's why you had five marriages. You liked it. Like that was yeah, something yeah. that you enjoyed doing. So why not do it again and again? You know, I don't, I, I, I think that fits right in there with your personality. You know, I think that sometimes people yeah. judge people for different things that they do. But I think you have to take, you know, everybody's different and everyone's 
wired differently. And uh, I think it speaks like more so to that part of your personality than like, oh, you're so dysfunctional. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of like it's it's more about what you just explained. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to be at this point in my life, to have had all the life experiences that I had sexual and otherwise, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, I, yeah, I, that's a, I've yeah. had a life beyond anything I could ever have imagined and, and feel blessed. Right. That's what I mean. And, like, uh, you don't, you're not like a bitter person, like, uh, you know, because you have always had what you wanted and, and did what you wanted. And I think that there's uh, a lesson in that for younger people listening, you know? Oh yeah, I think so. That's my, uh, I'd offer that to everybody. There's, there's no value in, in bitterness and anger. Uh, the best we can do is to take whatever life experience we have and learn from it and move forward. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, becoming a bitter older person is, is, uh, you know, a choice that you have to decide not to make for yourself uh, a lot when you get older. I think it's a lo- it's very easy. There are certain things that become very easy when you get older, and the 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 harder path it would be to not be bitter. I think it's easier to become a a bitter person full of regrets. And what you really have to make a point is is to wake up every day and decide not to be that person. I think the way that you go about not be being that person is to no matter how old you are to always continue to live your life and change and grow and keep doing different things and new things. Like why not have another marriage after your last one? Why not go visit another country? Like you said, you know, why not change things up? And I think that a lot of people get to certain places in their life, like, and they just think like, Oh, I'm not going to do that. Cause I'm just, you know, I'm too old to do that. You know? And I just feel like as long as you're alive, you could do anything you want. You know what I mean? Don't live in that box Absolutely. of like, Oh, I'm this age. I can't change my career. I'm this age. I can't do this. You know, do whatever the fuck you want to do. So you don't have those regrets. And I think, you know, yep. like I said, you know, the only thing you didn't do, and I think it's harder. I think people nowadays are living in a different society and they're, you know, so it's easier for them to be honest about who they are. Whereas you grew up in a time where, you know, it's a little bit more understanding, you know, there, I have more of an understanding of why you kept a lot of yourself you know, hidden because it was uh, less accepted, uh, you know? Yeah, but I still find I, I, I reconnected with a lot of my uh, friends from high school and things like that. And, yeah. And as much as I would love to be open and to be able to talk about it and everything, yeah. I, I know I can't because yeah. uh, that, that judgmental totally. uh, nature yeah. uh, that, that a lot of us are saddled with is still there. And, and so... Yeah, my, my perfect world would, would be to just be able to be out there and flaunt it and, and um, you know, I just have people be accepting of, of that's who you are and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I know. We, you know, you were ahead of your time. You grew up in the wrong time. What can you say, you know? <laughs> you could only be like, you know, let these younger people know that they should really value that and take advantage of that, that they're not, you know, they weren't born in the time that, we were, I'm younger than you probably, but it, it's, it was still an unaccepted, you know, that I always say like, you know, there was like two things you could be when you were my age, like you were either 
you know, single or married, straight or gay, and there was nothing in between. And that's why I do like labels, because I do think that they help people sort of accept different parts of themselves instead of thinking they have to keep them under wraps because they don't fit into whatever categories are in style at the time, you know. But I love that you didn't, you know, buy into any of that. I love that you lived your life. And I love that you called into my show and told your story because it's totally fascinating. And uh, well, I, yeah. I, I appreciate your, your your podcast because they they're wonderful. I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, last night uh, was the first time in a long, long time I, I've had sexual dreams, and I wondered how much of that was because of what I've been listening to on your podcast and the thinking about today and what we were going to talk about today. Oh my God, hilarious! Uh, <laughs> well, I don't I mean, should I say, yo, I'm glad to be of help, you know, I'll take that as a compliment. I mean, I always feel like I cock block my story sometimes because I know people are tuning in to get like, I don't know, kind of turned on. But that's not really why I do my show. I do my show because I'm curious, because I find it interesting, because I love human nature, because people don't want to talk about it. I want to. I'm just like rebellious like that. You know what I mean? And I just don't have a problem with it. And I'm so non-judgmental. And I'm and I just think that people are fascinating, regular people. You know, you talk to somebody enough, you have Absolutely, people are fascinating. Right? Yep. You know, with all the traveling and things I've done, I, I think about how much politics and religion has screwed the world up. And right. how much most people, most people are just nice. Yeah. They're, they're kind. They just want to get through. And what a different world it would be if we would uh, we'd just be helpful with each other. Yeah, totally. And I just believe that, like, you, I could sit down in the park with just a total stranger. And the, the more I ask them questions, I'm going to you know, find an interesting story there. I think everyone has a story, you know, uh, if you ask enough questions, you'll find it. Life is messy. Human beings are, you know, complex. And I love telling those stories because listen, your story, there's a lot of great stuff. Like some people like are gonna, you'll see on YouTube, some people will harp on the cheating thing, you know, and everyone gets kind of stuck in those boxes of judgment and everything. But I like to give the full picture. You know what I mean? There's way more positives in your story than negatives, you know? And, uh, but I love the full view of it all, you know? And so thank you so much for sharing it. Thanks for providing the form to be able to express it. Appreciate it very much. Awesome. Thanks so much for calling in, Ken. Take care. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? 
one? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.